Hello, Lost fans, and welcome to the Season 6 prediction episode of Rethinking Lost. As always, this episode is 100% spoiler-free. Odds are we're wrong on a lot of our predictions. But if we happen to hit something right or get close to it, it's just a guess. We hope you enjoy the show, we hope you've enjoyed our hiatus content, and we hope you'll be back to listen for more once Season 6 begins. You can look for new episodes of Rethinking Lost on a weekly basis. They should be released on Friday nights or Saturday mornings. And we're happy to be a part of your Lost experience. By the way, at the end of this episode, we do have a little musical parody song. And credit for that should go to the Fine Brothers. I have a link for the actual video in the show notes. So enjoy the prediction show. Enjoy the season six premiere. And we'll see you in about a week. Thanks, guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of Rethinking Lost. Uh, I'm Scott Copperman, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Elton McManus. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And we're here to present to you what will basically be our last Season 6 spoiler-free hiatus episode. Um, As we go into Season 6, we will continue to stay spoiler-free about upcoming episodes, but it'll be Season 6. So this wraps up the hiatus. We got through it. It's been a long one as well, isn't it? It has, but doing the podcast definitely helped, and and uh, there were a lot of people putting some good things out there. It went quickly. It's sneaking up now. It feels like the momentum is just getting... It, all of a sudden, it's 14 days away, 10 days away, 8 days away. Oh, yeah, it's definitely snowballing, and you know, before we know it, it'll be gone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but getting through the hiatus was... A lot easier than I expected, especially because I didn't really participate in that Lost University or some of the other alternate alternate reality things that went on. Did you ever do any of those? The Find 815 or the Lost Experience or joining Dharma? No, I've never done anything like that at all. I'd like to have, but never really... not had the time, not more like inclination to actually get off my ass and do it. Right. I followed some. I didn't actually actively do any in real time. The Find 815 one was interesting. Didn't mm. quite fit what happened in the show. It was close, though. But that was kind of neat. And the Lost Experience, the very first one they did with DJ Dan and, and Rachel, and that was cool. That definitely set the table. But some of the other ones were kind of disappointing, like that set rebirth of the Dharma Initiative that kind of fell through. And I, this Lost yeah. University seemed like too big of an investment for me. I, I know some of our friends have done it, but like you said, I just didn't have the time for it. Yeah, congratulations to you guys for persisting with it, but I really enjoyed the uh, the Rachel Blake. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. But that was more following it from afar and listening to other podcasts talking about it, and I, I think I just enjoyed it through their means. Well, that's something, too, as we've talked about what we'll do as the season goes on and even potentially after the show ends. You know, one of our goals was to go back and look through old things and we've gone and picked apart, uh, last week we picked apart the 815, Lost in 815, the new and the old and old lists of, of top 50 questions that had to be answered. I would like to go back to that supplemental material from that first Lost experience, which a lot of it is still on Lostpedia or on websites yeah. and kind of go back through and I think in there, there's a lot of neat things to, to look and see. Well, gee, did they really tip us off? Did it turn out that that alternate reality game was, was pretty big? Because that's, that's where we first talked about Alvar Hanso and the numbers and Valenzetti. And... Yeah, that's when it all got very interesting, wasn't it? That's when it was gripping everyone and pulling you in. Yeah, well, that's when it, it really developed a mythology. Because if you think about season one, when you had the monster, you, you had the hatch... But you didn't have a world within a world like you do now No, until they did the alternate reality game. Well, it was just about uh, character development, wasn't it? That we, you know, we had no idea that this hatch was down there until midway through season one anyway. Right. And we even saw that in our comparison of the Lost in 815 videos, how the first one was so much more about character relationships, and yet the more recent one was more about activity and events as opposed to interactions. Yeah. So we can go back and 
pull them all apart and have a look inside them and see what you think about all their theories then as well, I suppose. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to go back and look and see you know, what ended up being a part of the show, what ended up being refuted, which things were just just for fun. Because out of all the alternate reality games, that seemed to be the one that had the most... Well, the Find 815 one is definitely relevant to the plot because it's about finding the fake boat. And it's not the freighter that uh, Michael goes back on, but it's that same idea of finding the island and such. And, and the Oceanic 6 uh, rescue story kind of fits yeah. in with that. You know, how Frank ends up you know, being a part of the crew and all. But I think yeah. the Rachel Blake stuff is probably the most of this extra stuff that everybody wanted answered. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what they end up doing with the numbers. And It was done very well, though, wasn't it? Was there a YouTube video about it as well, her sneaking into a an office or a presentation? and There was a, the fake radio show and, you know, the videotapes. That was really was well made. Yeah. Well, that's something we'll put on the slate for. If, if we get a free year yeah. or if, a free week. As we try to milk this for all it's worth, just call us <laughs> Disney. So... Today was going to be about predictions of sorts. We've kind of stayed away from any kind of spoilers. Uh, I've been pretty lucky that I only have the faintest inkling of, of what might be in there, and I won't let that influence my answers. But I, th- I think we should be able to present some pure guesses about what the season ahead might hold. Yeah, I'm pure spoiler-free at the moment, so no one ruin it for me. But I'm, I'm, I'm like a... A succulent virgin going into season six, oh. all, all prim and proper, ready to go. Well, we'll see see how accurate your perceptions and guesses and all will be. Yeah. So uh, where should we start here? We have big things, little things. What what we're not so much looking to do is uh, like what Jay and Jack do with some of their contests. You know, how many how many times will dude be said? You know, how many times no. will we see a certain character in a certain episode? I mean, that's a fun thing to do, and I've done that. But we're looking more for just. You know, general expectations and predictions for the show, and we'll see yeah. how we do. Where should we start then? How about the first, the first minute, the first shots? What what are we guessing for that? Well, I guess that, that even goes to a bigger picture. Whether you, what you think the outcome of the bomb is going to be? Do you think it's going to be like a reboot? And then the answers are kind of tied. Do you think we're going to end okay. up going back? Was the the bomb effective? What happened? Do you think there will be a reboot? Oh, this is going to sound like a dodging the answer. I think <laughs> in the end, in the end, we will continue with the storyline or the reality or the timeline that has been going on. But I, I do think that Jughead, the bomb going off, will give us a chance to have a glimpse of what might have been. Whether that means they're going to go back in time and undo their undoing. <laughs> yeah. Or it'll be forced to correct. My gut reaction is that they're going to get a chance to see what life would have been like and they're not going to like it and they're going to be able to get back to the original line. I, I just right. don't feel comfortable saying necessarily how they're going to do that. But I guess if, if you pin me down to it, I think it'll be that they will have a chance to... They'll live that other life. It'll feel like they're living that other life, but they will be given the opportunity to go back. Okay. See, I've heard a few uh, theories about this this bomb going off. Mm-hmm. There's one where the bomb goes off, 815 lands nice and safely in LAX. There's one where the bomb goes off and time splits in two. I think there's one where the bomb goes off, that reality is none and void from then on, and you jump into a different dimension mm. um i like the idea of the one where it splits into two splits um into two timelines perfectly parallel so it'll be like um like a slingshot shape so yeah. you'll have your normal timeline running along the bomb goes off splits into two paths a, a fork as you were then these two timelines you'll have the island side and then you'll have the side that landed in lax running parallel with each other and you have two different sets of stories with your alternate reality people who landed safely and the people that crashed on the island all running together. And then towards the end of of the season six, then they all converge back into the same timeline somehow. Well, that's the thing. When they talk about that kind of thing, it's either it branches off like a letter Y or they say it's like if you throw a rock into a stream, the water goes around the rock, but then ends up coming back together 
Yeah. So I don't know. I yeah. I think that this new timeline, which we kind of got this mopey, miserable, emotional Jack, who if I can't have Kate, no one's gonna have her. Or that seemed to be his motivation for for doing this. He was so devastated with the choices he'd made. I think when he goes back to his other life and you know his wife. What? So was, he lands with his uh, his dad in in the coffin. Yeah, if he gets if he gets to see what life would be like if he hadn't crashed, I don't think it's okay. satisfying. I think Kate goes to jail. I think he still got his broken marriage and his his father passed away. And if there's any awareness also of what could have been on the island, the sense of Claire, the sense of the relationship he wanted with Kate, I think mm-hmm. that he's ten times more miserable than we saw him. You know, as a Oceanic Six. Member, yeah. so. Plus, he won't have the um, the super license to fly on any planes at all. Then, will he? Right. I, I, mm. So, you think then we're going to see what if they didn't crash? Um, I'm not a big fan of this splitting the time timelines theory. But if I had to go that way, then I'd I'd want the two parallels running beside each other. But pre- as far as a prediction, you think we're going to see them as if they never crashed? We're going to see eight fifteen land. At some point, yeah. Okay. Definitely at some point. But I've also got a theory about the bomb. I was just thinking about it uh, today. Um, when when the Juliet hit the bomb eight times with the rock, the screen turned white, didn't it? Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that happened when Desmond turned the failsafe key? Well, they say it turned purple, but it looked white on the screen. Well, the screen went white, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's the the place where they actually build the Swan Station. So did the bomb go off twice? Did they use a different bomb? Didn't the bomb go off? I'm not too sure about that. Hmm. Oh, so you think Juliet didn't actually trigger the bomb, she triggered something else? Yeah, I'm I'm not too sure what to think about it. Why would it turn white, and why would they put another bomb down there? Just in case. Or maybe they found out the reason, like they found out that a hydrogen bomb would counteracts the effects of the electromagnetic anomaly exploding. And so they put another hydrogen bomb down there as a fail-safe. Mm-hmm. Well, let's think about it. There was The incident was always part of the island history. And the incident itself, I would think, is the entire sequence of events we saw. None of that happens without the lost crew there, does it? Maybe they still hit the pocket of energy, but Jughead's not in the pit to become the fail-safe if... No. It- like, I... I predict we're going to see the losses have a chance to see what would happen if the plane had never crashed but i think in terms okay. of of the actual story i don't think that that's like the permanent path it goes i i think that what happened happened i think that that whole uh scene and and the you know pierre chang losing his arm that's where he lost his arm was right there yeah and he was there because he was there trying to stop them from drilling because of what Hurley told him. Yeah. So I'd like to see him actually record the Swan Station orientation. Or maybe not actually see him record the whole thing, but just uh, walk past the door and you see him just recording it. I think he actually records it inside the Swan as well, doesn't he? It's strange. There was a discussion of the hatch being built in Season 5 as if they were going to prevent the hatch from being built by doing all this. But okay. I think the hatch is built because of this. You know, that cement, you know, all those layers of cement and that pocket of electromagnetism being there. I mean, that's all the result of that final episode of season five. Yeah, that, yeah, that part of the hatch is there. They always were going to build the dome because we saw Rosinski building the model frame of it, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Which was going to tap into the electromagnetism. But yeah, I, I understand the concrete being put around maybe a bomb or maybe something else. Yeah, so I I think, again, just to try to kind of make a formal prediction, I think we'll see either a consciousness transfer, kind of like with Desmond, where they'll get a chance to go and see, but they'll be dissatisfied with what life would have been like. But I think the story continues in the single existing timeline, or at least the the main plot will carry through with this this timeline. This, This incident at the end of Season 5 was always part of the story the way it happened. I mean, that is the incident. Everything that happened there with those same people involved was the original incident. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I'm, I'm going to go for um, going back to my original question, I, my opening scene. I personally think the first shots of being in an airport. Okay, I could I could see that. I'll agree with that. Or on the plane. Uh, yeah, maybe on a plane or because they will try and throw you a curveball straight away, won't they? They've they've done it at the start of season two. They what did they do at start of season three? I can't re- remember now. Season five, yeah, you had um, Halliwax walking around. They do tend to try and throw you a curveball to throw you off the the scent, and I think they might either do an, an airport scene or you know, as you say, uh, an airplane scene, just to throw you off the scent and get you thinking about, oh, maybe it did reset, and aha, no, we didn't reset. So, do you think the characters will be aware of the first five seasons of event of events, or it'll be they'll, they'll seem to not be aware? I'm hoping that they will be aware. Yeah, I'm going to go for yeah. Yeah, they will be aware. I think it'll be on an airplane. It'll be the original A15 flight set in the air. They'll hit turbulence. They'll be aware. We'll see a panicked look of they think it's going to crash again. Yeah. They'll get through the turbulence and not crash. And land. But that will not be... That'll be almost like a dream or a flash of some sort. But at some point later on in the first couple episodes we'll find out that that's not reality that what we saw was consciousness not not actual reality they'll they'll be snapped back to 1977 picking themselves up out of the ditch or okay or get launched to where Jacob is yeah well they've all got to meet in the the same sort of point though haven't they they've all got to find themselves is it 2007 they've all got to go back to 2007 haven't they well not necessarily do you so you think that at some point they'll all have to get back together i think so yeah I think that there has to be a point where they all meet up. I think it's going to be very hard to, to run three or four different stories at the same time. Well, somebody has to end as Adam and Eve in the yeah. past. So who do you think that's going to be? Uh, Sawyer. And I was going to say Claire, but I've got, I'm hoping that she'll leave on a chopper, as Desmond said. I, I don't know who Eve will be, though. Hmm. I'm... I mean, you could go whole different routes of... Mrs. Hawking decides that it doesn't have to be the way it happened before, and so she she and Widmore go off into the cave to prevent the cycle of, of happening at some point. Or, mm, yeah, um, I'd like yeah. But I think if it's going to be a losty, if it's going to be Sawyer and Juliet or Jack and Kate, then for that to be the case, it's then you can't have a reboot. It has to be that somebody is still there in the seventies to die in the cave. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, it's it's not going to be um, Rose and Bernard. No, I don't it's not going to be them guys. No, I I'd like yeah, as you said, I'd like to see Widmore. That would be a good one. Yeah, just to see him like oh balls, I've ended up here. Oh Christ, what's going to happen next? And ends up sick or jumping through time and nosebleeds, lays down and never wakes up again. Well, it could be, it could be, if there is indeed a more formal reboot than what I'm talking about, part of how they get back. Someone goes back to prevent them from using Jughead to reset, and whoever right. that is is who's in the cave. So, In Sawyer which case, I think it'll be Sawyer. Sawyer goes back to stop Juliet, and, and you know, just trust me, you have to stay here with me and let, let it all play out. And So I'll, I'll take a chance and go that route, though. either because they were there all along. Like, they end up not going rebooting, and they... They kind of wake up after the incident and he drags her body there or something and dies yeah. sadly or he goes back in time because he's so devastated and tries to prevent that from happening. I'll go with you. I'll say Sawyer and Juliet. Yeah, I don't think it would be two new characters though. It's definitely someone we saw possibly in the first three seasons. I don't think they're going to introduce another two characters and say, oh, these were the Adam and Eve all along because it won't have as much weight behind it, I don't think. Yeah. They've always played this up saying, you know, this will absolutely prove everything. Well, the no. Desmond, well, that would be an argument against Juliet, probably, because she wasn't a character early on. No. So then then that points more toward maybe Desmond and Penny, because Hawking said the island's not done with you yet. Isn't that too predictable, though? Having having a set couple and then them ending up in the caves? No, I don't know, because them getting there... At this point, for them to get there, something weird has to happen. Then you're orphaning a child. I think. Well, if they reboot, if they reset so that 815 never crashes, does Desmond end up back on the island? 
Mm, he has to, because he was there before they crashed, wasn't and he? And if they're aware, if everyone's aware of what happened before, then Penny knows. And this time, Penny can go and look for him. Goes to find him, they get this. the people in the North Pole find the signal, and Penny goes and finds him. And in the process, they end up getting time disrupted and sent back as, you know, trying to leave the island or get to the island to think of back a little bit. Okay. So I, I guess I guess my official answer is Desmond and Penny. Okay. But it, it yeah. brings up, we watched uh, the Lost in 815 videos and we were talking about the differences between the two of them in, in the earlier episode. There were a group of people who we haven't seen in a while, and who were not mentioned in the 815 videos. So I'll, I'll give you some names. You tell me if you think we'll see them in Season 6. Okay. Alright. Juliet's sister with cancer. Her reason for being there. Do you think we see her? No, I don't think so. Okay. Claire's boyfriend, the artist, the father Ooh, of Aaron. Tom. Tom or Thomas, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Um, he seemed very abrupt to get away from her, didn't he? If we reboot, we're going all the way back to when Claire's still pregnant. So it's really only been seven months or so since we saw Claire's boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go for yeah then. Yeah, there's a good chance we're actually going to see him. Okay. And didn't um, didn't Whitmore have a, one of his paintings on his wall? Yeah, there seemed to be some connection. Mm. So it may be that, that he knows Whitmore. All right, Richard Malkin, the psychic. No, don't think we'll see him. Okay. So you think we'll see Tom? I'd like to. And potentially have Claire not end up on the island, but Malcolm won't. Okay. Uh, Goodwin. No, won't see him. That probably would mean we don't see rebooted life for the others. Okay. It's all, I mean, I would think, because Goodwin would be alive and he'd be a pretty key player with Juliet. And Yeah, no, I don't, don't think we'll see him so at if, all. if we reboot, we pretty much go all off-island for, for the what-if, what life would be like. Okay. Yeah. Libby. Uh... No, but I think she'll be mentioned. I mean, they set her up as the glue between a lot of the pieces, but then lost her as a resource. Mm, I think she'll be mentioned, maybe by Widmore or someone like that, or Abaddon. Okay. Trying to put her... I think we might see Abaddon again, you know, trying to push her into the direction of uh, Desmond. Because he did describe himself as someone who gets people where they're supposed to be. Mm. All right. Uh, how about Rousseau? Old or young? Well, she's on the island at the time of the Jughead. Yeah. So if they reset, she's already on island. You're not going to avoid her from getting there. No, she's always going to be on the island, isn't she? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what context we'll actually see her in, though. Do you think you'll see her alluded to in some way? Yeah, definitely. I think she'll be remembered. That'll Even if it's just kind of a... Remember that crazy French woman? Now, Alex. Alex is someone who... I was really shocked we did not see in the 815 videos because for the one season before we met Jacob and his rival, the conflict yeah. was Widmore versus Ben. And Widmore having killed Penny in Ben's eyes and Ben wanting revenge on Penny. He's going to kill Penny as revenge for Widmore. We had that yeah. climactic scene you know, in London or wherever they met. I guess it was London. Yeah, it was in London, yeah. And when we watched the Lost in 815 video, it could have been so easy for them to go... Widmore sent Kimi. Kimi killed Alex. Ben was pissed. Yeah. Ben visited it, Widmore. It, none of that was in there. It would have been good just to see um, Widmore sitting in bed saying, I know what you are, boy. Right. That would have been great. That's all they would have had to put in there. That would have been brilliant. And without that being in 815, it takes away the implication that Ben is somehow more or less than the human he was before Saeed shot him. Mm. So do you think we'll see any reference of Alex and... Alex, Alex being Rousseau's daughter and Ben's adopted daughter, and no, I, no, I don't think so. So that becomes that conflict she becomes, becomes none avoided. Yeah, okay. How about Patchy, the mysterious Patchy? We don't know if he was Dharma, if he was like. Yes, we will possibly see him, maybe in a flashback. I reckon. Now he said to John Locke at one point when he's talking to Kate and Saeed and Locke, and they, he walks in the fence and seems to die. He mm -hmm. said, you know, the John Locke I knew was paralyzed. We've yeah. never seen him meet John Locke off-island that I know of, so... No, we have to get that meeting. We do. So that... I know he, he didn't actually turn around and say paralyzed, did he? Rousseau cut him off halfway right. through. He's like, the, the John Locke I knew was para. And she went, oh, look at this tree. 
Yeah. And you know, we we always wanted that rest of that sentence because John Locke was looking at him going, Really? I, I was did Mikhail was he in the background, you know, when he um John Locke walked into the into the the other's camp or the hostiles camp and met Richard Alpert before he flashed away. Maybe no, no, because no, he was paralysed. That's what he's trying to say, isn't it? Yep. So he has to see him after he's pushed out the window and before he jumps on the aeroplane. I have to think that if he sees him, it's going to be in this next season that he'll be part of this this off islandness that might yeah. happen. Ooh, that's going to be good. And I should mention, I'll mention it again at the end, but some of these people we're talking about, some of you might know. Oh yeah, so and so's in it. Oh no, so and so's not. Don't tell us. Don't no comments, please, in the forums. No emails to us because we don't know, and we know we might look stupid sitting there going, "I'm sure we'll see uh, <laughs> this person," and you know we're not. But I don't care if I look stupid. I've looked stupid so many times <laughs> in my life. It doesn't hurt me anymore. I just roll with it now. All right. What about son's father, Mr. Pake? Mr. Pake, who there was speculation that he was in with Woodmore. Yeah, he's a big money maker, isn't he? He's a big roller. Um, but then again, is he now? Because she owns more than half of his company. I say, if we ever see more about Widmore's exile, that's where Pake comes in. Could Pake be the economist? Or was the economist put to sleep? He was actually killed, wasn't he? No, because uh, Saeed got shot before he was coming. He never got oh. killed. So could that have been Son's father? Could be. No, wasn't that the economist... So I chased into a, a hotel room in season five and shot him. I remember who you're, there's someone he shot, like a banker or something. He's he's going through a bottom of a drawer, isn't he? Or a mm-hmm. bottom of a uh, wardrobe, grabbing money, offering him money. And he goes, nope. And Kablemo takes him out. Right. Unless that guy's been set up to... So uh, Ben and Saeed think he's the economist. And really, it turns out to be son's father. Like a double bluff. Yeah, I don't... I don't think that's where it would go. Might be. Would do it if I was right, didn't it? <laughs> we had a Twitter conversation with Steve Mangimelli, also known as the friggin' Italian, where he speculated after having watched uh, Cabin Fever that Widmore was John Locke's real father. And I think we didn't get a chance to talk to him about it too much, but I, a lot of it centering on the fact that uh, Locke's father is twice the age of his mother, mm-hmm. and Anthony Cooper wasn't necessarily the right age he might be he might not do you think we'll see more about who john Locke's father was and and the birth of Locke and the significance of him uh um because he's the youngest preemie to survive he fights off all these infections he's he's given the sense that he's special in some way yeah that's that's why output is following him around as well isn't it we always we saw him through the window like the the men in black just looking at at the baby right but then we find out that Locke told him to go visit him. Yeah. Um, now, well, when when was uh, Charles Midmore off island? I'd like to see the timeline on when he was either getting booted off or before he got booted off because he was, he was frilling away, jumping on and off island, wasn't he? Right. Well, Widmore is still on island at the time Locke is born. Locke's born in the f- mid-50s, and Widmore's on the island for when they go to take Alex Rousseau's daughter. Yeah. So if, he he could have been having the affairs, you know, leaving the island, coming back, leaving the island, coming back. You know, there's nothing stopping him from doing that, is there? No. Well, apparently he did. He had somebody. He had a child off island with which we all assume is Penny. Right. Mm, I I don't know. So Cooper's not his biological father then. Well, that's I thought that Steve's he was. Theory. Steve's theory is he isn't. I think he is. I think Cooper's the real father. I think Cooper's the real father as well. Because I want him to be Smokey to push him out the window. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot that one down. He All also right. said that um he said to me on Twitter it, it it makes makes me think even more that Emily was being run over wasn't an accident. Actually, trying to kill John before he's actually born, hmm. which is quite a nice little twist to it. I do like that side of things, but. I no, I I don't think I'd love Charles Midmore to be his dad, but I don't think he is. But then he'll he'll be um, stepbrother to Penny and Faraday as well, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, what about something more like it being Jacob? Because Jacob's appearance hasn't changed. So if he were to go back and seduce Emily, 
or the dark-shirted guy, but let's let's go Jacob for a minute. Okay. That he went back and if you think of the old Clash of the Titans movie. Yeah. You know the the hero there, Pericles, I think his name is. He's he's the son of a mortal woman and Zeus, and so he's kind of special in that way. You know, and yeah. favored. What if Locke is is the child of of one of the two seeming Eternals that we see on the island? I, just as you said it. It didn't pop into my head until you actually said it, but yeah, dark shirted guy would make more sense because he needs a body to go back to. He's playing a long, long game. Mm-hmm. He's impregnated this little girl or this young lady to have a kid with her, which would later transcribe to be the body that he returns to the island to and, kill his nemesis with. And he chooses the knife when Richard comes. Yeah. And he's having these visions of the island and the smoke monster and drawing those childhood pictures and that would make more sense for him to be the dark-shirted guy i was thinking jacob because he's the only one we've seen off island but there's no reason to think the other one can't either if one can why not the other yeah exactly oh i like that okay there's there's a prediction for you dark-shirted guys john Locke's dad (laughs) and now that's something that they can do very very easily too all they have to do is a, a quick flashback and showing him in the restaurant with emily or, you know, picking Pick her, her up, up as, she, as she runs out of the house in the pouring rain. Right. He picks her up. Hi there, Emily. <laughs> drives off, and you're like, oh, it's him. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's brilliant. The it's only on thing that. about it, I would say, is that it's an unnecessary twist at this point. I mean, it it's satisfactory that it's Anthony Cooper. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to, to build extra ties in or any other explanations of why, why Locke or why, I mean... It'd be cool, but I don't think it's a necessary part of the story. I th- no, I think it's a great idea. And then you have Anthony Cooper, who could be the dark shirt guy, getting in contact with him to finish the job off, to, to put him into a wheelchair. Right, because we don't know for sure how he ended up on the island. We have Ben's explanation. He was in a car accident, right? Hit, he got hit by a bus or something and they brought him there? Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe so. And they had to free his spirit. They had to... They had to get Sawyer to kill him to free his spirit. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll put it this way: if it went that route, I wouldn't sit there and say, "Well, that's totally unbelievable." That would make sense; it would fit. But I just don't think it's a necessary direction for them to go. Mm-hmm. Be lovely, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right. Let me ask you another prediction. Ben told Michael, and I think he told multiple people, that they were the good guys. Do you think they really were the good guys? At the end, of the, when we get to the end, they'll be the good guys. I think they will. Yeah, I think it would be Widmore to be the bad guy, Ben to be the good guy, because they flipped between him being a bad guy, good guy, bad guy, good guy all this time. And I no, I I think they would actually be the good guys once once they got once the hostiles actually got rid of Widmore, then they turned into the good faction. We've talked a couple times in earlier episodes about Ben and how, I mean, his his methods are not ideal, but at heart he's just, he doesn't seem an evil person. He just seems like a by any means necessary, you know, who cares about collateral damage kind of guy. Yeah. And I rewatched um, Cabin Fever, definitely got that sense again, as we saw the humbled Ben who... Now he's he's getting led around by John Locke, and he sits there and says, "I used to have dreams, I used to have visions." Yeah, I watched that one as well, just because I got that uh, tweet off the friggin' Italian, right? Friggin' Italian. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of points along the way where we don't see evil in Ben. We just see a man who has decided this is what should happen. I'm sorry if you don't like it, but this is what's supposed. This is what I'm going to do, and and he genuinely seems to be doing what he thinks is right with the maybe the only exception of going after penny that was a personal thing but that was only because he had his daughter killed though wasn't it it was placed upon him exactly he he was hurt and he sought revenge but he let it happen because he believed that's what he was supposed to do for the greater good he had to sacrifice his daughter for the island you know Mm. no matter what it was this was this is what he was supposed to do. And, and when we see him see Jacob at the, 
at the end of season five, he seems so hurt. Like, all I, I did everything you wanted me to do. I had your lists. I followed these rules. I lost my daughter. I, I never questioned anything. And uh, hmm. what about me? I, I think that he genuinely believes he's a good guy. He just, he's immature or... Very naive. Right. And, and maybe too direct. You know, like, like the person who goes, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, you're fat and those shoes are ugly. He's yeah. not mean. He just doesn't have any sense of tact. Yeah. Which could have been removed from him when he went to the temple and lost his innocence. Exactly. He's missing something, missing a filter. Mm. Yeah, just very direct and to the point. Attention listeners, this podcast is a proud member of the Lost Podcasting Network. Get all your favorite Lost podcasts in one feed at lostcast.blogspot.com. Thank you. Now there will be some turbulence up ahead, so please remain seated. So I'll run through a couple of characters, and you let me know whether you think when the show ends, they'll be alive or dead. Okay. We'll start with the biggie, Jack. Alive. Kate. Alive. Sawyer. Dead. Real John Locke. Dead. Okay, I agree with you so far on all of them. Claire. Alive. I do want to see her leave on the, the chopper, the way that Desmond saw it. Okay. Michael. Dead. Walt. Alive. Aaron. Alive. All right. Hurley. If he dies, everyone will cry, and I will cry. Um, My bottom lip will kick out, and (laughs) (laughs) my my lips will start quivering. Um, Oh, I don't know. I think you're right. I think killing him, there would have to be some real reason why he would have to die. He'd be a dirty big hero for him to die it has to be like the last minute save someone to to do something else. I think the only way he he dies is if it's because he's alive in another time. Like he goes back and he seems to die and he goes back and lives in the 50s or something. Okay. I reckon it might be like a blue the bear moment where he's laying on the on the floor dead but he's listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Desmond. Uh, uh... No, I said I thought he ends up being the Adam. I think if you're going to see someone as Adam and Eve, you're you're not going to see them die. You're going to see them in the caves alive. Okay. Uh, with Desmond, oh, I don't know. See, I, I've said that, and I've said Sawyer's dead, haven't I? Balls. <laughs> I'm going to say alive. All right, Widmore. Dead. Now, remember, Ben said he can't kill Widmore. They both know they can't. he can't kill him. So you think he can be killed? He can't kill him, because that's against the rules. But then the rules have been changed. Maybe, maybe by John Locke or Richard Alpert. I'm going to speculate that one of the reasons why Ben has been so cold and calculating and never seems to give in is that part of being made a leader of the others is you get like the Richard Alpert style <laughs> super healing like the longevity. Longevity. Well, no, 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 because Ben got cancer. But that was a shock. He wasn't supposed to get cancer. No, but he's aged, though, hasn't he? Yeah, Widmore's he aged, hasn't... too. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Widmore's aged as well, hasn't he? Well, there's the theory that the island kept Michael from killing himself. You know, Mr. Friendly says the island won't let you do that. So there's yeah. the idea that the island can somehow influence physics in the real world. You know, the magic goes out and can protect. So I guess, in theory... That's what they meant, that you're not allowed to raise your hand against each other. Some Something will go wrong. Okay. All right, so I guess he could die. Okay. All right, Ben. Do you think Ben dies? Yes. I think Ben is the big martyr. I think he's he's the hero who tries to atone for having stabbed Jacob. And that's how they find out he's a hero. Yeah. He was the good guy all along. I mean, he left the island. He's done a lot of things that are open to interpretation. I think he's been the victim of... Of perception more than you know being a bad person. Yeah. Right, Jacob, do you think Jacob is really dead or will be dead at the end? I don't know too much about him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. He'll be alive. You know, interesting parallel. The dark-shirted guy says to Jacob, "Do you know how much I want to kill you right now?" When he can't, he has to look for a loophole. Yeah. I guess that's the same kind of rules that prevent Ben from killing Widmore. Looking for a loophole. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is that prevents one from killing the other by their own hand prevents 
Ben from from killing Widmore. I mean, Widmore sends Kimi to go get him. He oh, I get you. Okay, so could Ben and Widmore actually be? No, they can't be because Ben's actually seen them too, hasn't he? Uh, I was going to say, could Widmore and Ben be Jacob and the Dark Shirty guy? But obviously, Ben has actually been into the temple uh, under the statue, hasn't he? Yeah. So you can't really do that. That wouldn't work. Scrub that one. But it could be something having to do with the temple having saved Ben. Maybe Widmore was saved in a similar way at some point. Yeah, I could see that. When when they took all the um, the army stuff off the... Was it World War Two guys? Mm-hmm. Maybe Widmore was saved at that point. Lost his innocence then. Because he was quite a bolshy character then, wasn't he? Yeah. So before we, even before we've seen him... He's already been saved once before, and that's why he turns around and says, I know what you are, boy, because he is also the same thing. Could be. How about Miles? He's going to end up dead. Okay. I reckon he'll be one of the first to die, actually. How about Faraday? Do you think Faraday will be at the end? Maybe we won't see him, but do you think that the sequence of events, whatever's done and undone, allows him to end up being alive somewhere? Who, Faraday? Yeah. No, no. I don't think we'll see him at all. Well, but we don't have to see him. Do you think that he can be saved? That whatever they choose to do can end up having... Because he only died because they went back. If they erase them ever going back in time to do all that stuff. Yeah, I understand that. But I still reckon whatever happens, you'll still have the whatever happened happened. And that'll always be. Okay. If there's a reset, if the bomb somehow like prevents A15 from crashing... Okay. What is prevented from happening. Only the stuff... I mean, if you're going to say that they never crashed on the island, then in theory they never go back in time. Yeah, which things get undone? Well, they never go back in time, do they? So the incident never happens. It's it's another loop, isn't it? Right. Everything happens. Everything becomes null and void. All all of the seasons just become null and void. As soon as you... If they don't go back on the island, Rousseau's still on the island. Montan yeah. still loses his arm. Alex still gets taken by Ben. Widmore yeah. still gets exiled. Yeah. None of that has anything to do... No interaction from the loss he's made that happen. No. Dharma is still on the island. Dom is still on the island, and Desmond is still on the island pushing the button. Well, Desmond is still on the island, in theory, because Widmore is still off, so he could still organize the race and all that stuff. Yeah. But if the incident doesn't occur, does the hatch still end up getting built? Is there still a button that has to be pushed? Oh. Because <laughs> oh. if the 815ers aren't there, does Pierre Chang still lose his arm? Because he was only there because Miles and Hurley brought him to try and get Rosinski to stop. That's where it has to fall down and time catches up with itself. Course, course corrects right. and puts everything in motion so they do end up on that island. Do Sawyer and Juliet and all them, what impact do they have before? They, Sawyer and Juliet get to the island, and they they don't kill. They don't kill anybody when they get there, right? They, no. They just bury the... They kill the others who ambush the picnic. Yeah. And that leads to trouble between Richard Alpert and Horace. Yeah. And Sawyer brokers the truce. Yes. But he only needs to do that because he rescued... Now, he rescued Ethan's mother. So Ethan's father dies. That's going to yeah. happen no matter what, because the others did that. Ethan is going to be born, but the mother, is she going to be abducted by the others? And that's how Ethan becomes another in the first place, because he's part of that group? Oh, and with them not landing. Yeah. If, yeah. I mean, he ends yeah. up being there because he's Ben's sidekick, Ben's little shadow growing up. Yeah. But if Sawyer and Juliet and all of them don't go back in the past, Ethan still becomes another because his mother gets abducted. Yeah, he he'll get well potentially, but it so that part of it can still happen. Whether whether Sawyer's there or not. Other things they did, the only other impact they had then is Faraday going whatever he did in in Michigan. Well, Ben wouldn't have got shot, would he? Okay, good point. Ben doesn't get shot, which means he doesn't lose his innocence in that way, which keeps Widmore on the island because he doesn't join the others as soon as or sooner than he wants to that was one thing this season they didn't really tie in 
the visions of his mother. Yeah, when we first saw Ben wanting to be an other, it was he was drawn by his mother saying, "It's not Ooh. your time. Be patient. All that stuff." Yeah, I just remembered that. I just got a creepy feeling all over my back. <laughs> right. But season five now goes more with the idea of it's because he's been taken to the temple. He'll always be one of them. Yeah. I mean, this were... is why you can't have a reset, though. Because you just throw everything out the window. Yeah, there there are a couple things that from that era that were not mentioned in the season five. This whole concept of a volcano. You remember there was the the hostiles coming and the kids do their under-the-desk drill. Yeah. And they were studying the, the volcano on the island. That didn't come into play at all. No. The gas, the poison gas that Charlotte goes to neutralize when she comes on the island with Which Faraday. Which kills the original Dharma, anyway. Right. No no reference to that. And then, again, talking about cabin fever, Horace built the cabin, according to the vision that John Locke has. Yes. And the fact that he has the blueprints in his pocket further reinforced the idea that he built a place to get away. Yeah, he he wasn't actually building it for Jacob, was he? he no, just he was building it building for himself. It for him and his missus. Now, in that cabin fever, when we see him building the cabin, he's skipping and his nose is bleeding. Yeah. So here's my theory about the reset, or if there's a reset. When that flash goes off, it's like the flash when the wheel gets turned. So it's not going to kill them, vaporize them, make them that they're not able to, to do the things they do. It's going to yeah. dislodge the record again. It dislodges the donkey wheel, which, which they scanned and they knew was behind it's that right wall. Right in the area, exactly. It's right behind that wall, isn't it? Right. So now you have Horace skipping time. Our losties will skip time. Jacob says they're coming because, again, they'll be thrown back into the turmoil. Mm-hmm. So what? When we talk about them having a chance to see what life would have been like without the crash, it'll be the same kind of skipping that we saw before, but with more of a this alternate reality kind of thing. It, as they skip, they'll not only skip to different periods like before, but now they'll get to skip to different what ifs, different scenarios. So they'll have they'll be on the so, plane again. So different areas. Right. So they'll they'll skip to two thousand and five but they'll skip to 2005 after the plane landed safely or after that's one way they could do it. Yeah. Which is kind of similar to what we said a couple of episodes ago where an Island could sit in between a couple of dimensions. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Island, maybe the, the bomb went off, knocks the donkey wheel off its axis and made the Island skip around through dimensions instead of through time. Maybe it's not actually going through time. Maybe it's just skipping in between dimensions. Right. And each dimension is set, uh, staggered at different uh, times. Well, that's uh, that's what I think. When I said originally that there might be a way for them to have a taste of what it would be like yeah. and end up getting yanked back to the original. Okay. I think this gives you an out now that this the bomb dislodges the donkey wheel in a different way. And this is why... Horace is skipping through time in the Cabin Fever episode with the nosebleed. To different, someone will go back to the past to become the Adam and Eve. Someone will yeah. go to the future to see what what if they had landed. But ultimately, it'll be readjusted. And or that's why Dharma had to pick up polar bears so they could turn the donkey wheel to reset the timeline. And that's why you find a, a polar bear in Tunisia because be. they're skipping around. That could work. I think I'm I'm spent because <laughs> now it's getting to the point where I'm thinking, well, it could be this, could be this, and it's making that little fractal Y Y Y branch that. Yeah. I mean, it. Not all of these predictions can end up true. But no. It, with each one, it kind of like, and then if that happens, it could be this and this and this. It's taken a long time tonight, but I think that is quite a good theory. I like, from my point of view, I like the the island skipping around in dimensions. And what you said is where where people get a, f- a flash of each dimension and how things could have turned out, how things could have turned out there and there and there and there. All right. So basically we're saying Jughead did go off, but instead of vaporizing them and preventing certain events from happening, it dislodged them. It kicked them all to different realities. or yeah. it, it sent things askew again, and eventually 
they'll regroup. Yeah. Ooh. That's good. I like that. Okay. Well, that's probably the best I got. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, then. Well, um, what do you think will be the final scene, the very last chapter of this wonderful book that we've been going through? I hope it's not some warm little, like, people giving a hug, giving each other that knowing look, sunset in the background. I don't want that, and I don't want it to be, you know, a seemingly calm moment and then the roar of the monster or a gunshot or something no. like startles in the background and then, doom. I'm going to no. say it's uh, it's a grave. It's They're at a cemetery, whether it's on island or off island, but it's a handful of survivors paying their last respects to someone, either someone. Ben, I'll say Ben, yeah, or... Or the, or the fallen of some final battle, whether that's Sawyer or Desmond or whoever. But so would it be like a a little cliffhanger, like a little twist, you know, um, as the camera panned over Locke's coffin and we didn't know it, who it was until the very last second. No, I think it'll would be it... more like like when we saw uh, Jin's tombstone. Oh, okay. But okay. And, and we'll know how and why that's they're there. I, th- I think it'll be an ending, and I think it'll. be be on the island. I think it'll be a hand dug grave, like it'll be a grave dug on the island. Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you think? I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up with rubbish ideas. I, I. Okay, I'll give you the one that I don't want. Okay. Um. Jack's eye opening. No, I don't want that either. Yeah. No. But what happens? in this fairy tale that I don't really want to happen is that Jack turns the donkey wheel at the very last scene and gets flashed all the way back to the very beginning again, thus creating a loop. And he wakes up on the island with no memories at all. He thinks he's actually crashed on the the island at the very beginning in Flight 815. Well, I think I can put your mind at ease with that. I don't think that can happen... For okay. two reasons. If they, it would take too much for them to let you know that he definitely didn't remember anything. You'd have to yeah. see too much of the pilot over again. And <gasps> no, ah, oh, ah, oh, just thought of it. He, he, he turns a donkey wheel. He dies. He's the person in the coffin. Hey, do you remember he went around in season one looking for his dad's coffin mm-hmm. and finds it empty? It's empty because it was his coffin. <laughs> that's wonderful well I just think Damon and Carlton have been saying all along that they don't want an ending like the Soprano they want it to be an ending yeah I think that that's too it leaves too much the people would be sitting there going like well wait a minute so does he know does he not know I think there has to be a little more finality to it yeah yeah I okay um Oh, what would the final scene be then? I can give you a real cliche one that I, I hope it's not. But go on. In. If let's if the others are the good guys and the good guys are going to win, and Ben might be the martyr and and John Locke is dead, someone has to be the new leader of the others. Someone has to be the new person with Richard Alpert. So does it turn out to be the last scene is Hurley with Richard Alpert leading his others back to Darmerville? Mm. You know, now that they've got the island back safe and secure. I mean, that's. That's what you see at the end of a movie, you know. They, well, I work. And he's got immortality as well. Yeah, so they just kind of walk off into the, the jungle. Yeah, they maybe they invite Kate and Jack. They say, "You guys want to come back with us?" And Kate and Jack say, "No, nah, I think think we're going to go our own way. We'll set up something here. Well, yeah. if you ever need us, you know where to find us." Yeah, like so. Kate and Jack set up in Dharmaville. They're going to live out the end of their days there. And Hurley goes off in the woods with Richard, and he says, "You sure, guys? You no, no. All right, well." If you ever need us, you know where to find us. Just yeah. head to the temple. And that's things are calm, cool. things are happy, they're all on the island, the good guys won. Ooh, I'm starting to think that could be it. I don't really like that as much, but it could be. <laughs> I think it might not be the ending that everyone wants, but it might work out in time. You know when you see a film and you think, Oh, that was a bit of a rubbish ending yeah. and then you walk away, you think about it for a little while and No, that was that was quite good. I'm quite happy and, you know, satisfied with that. Once you've Manage to soak it all in, think about it, and have a nice cup of tea, and talk about it a little bit. Then it, 
it turns out to be the, the correct ending. And I think that's the way it might actually end. Well, we talked on Apotheosis of a Bob Mast about how they never let the bad guys win. Yep. In the couple, the few times I can think of endings where they did that people didn't bash the ending, uh, Empire Strikes Back, but that was a cliffhanger. We know it's not going to be a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And Revenge of the Sith, definitely the good guys did not win at the end of that, but I think they were able to get away with that because you knew, even though that movie ended, you knew what the next happened in the next four cha- three chapters. Yeah. So that really the good guys were going to win in the end. Yeah. So I don't know if they can get away with doing the bad guys win. I think they can do hardly anybody's left. Did you ever see the movie Waterworld with Kevin I've Costner? Seen, yeah, I've seen bits of it. The ending to Waterworld it could be very, very much like the ending of Lost. I, mean, I don't want to spoil that, but I'll, I will say it has an Adam and an Eve, and it has an island. Okay. <laughs> And it has that kind of, well, after all that, this is the ending, and uh, okay. You know. Right, okay. So it, I, could, I could see that. But I'm going to go with my grave possibly segueing into you know, Jack and Kate move into Otherville, into Dharmaville, and Hurley goes off as the new leader of the others. And, but it's all calm. There's no, no tension. Okay. Right, okay. I've, I've decided on my, my final one. Okay. Right, it's... 2007's been and gone. You got a nice quiet island, and you can hear a plane coming down. And what it, what it foreshadows is it only ends once. It'd just be another progression of things. So their little loop was just another progression towards a final ending, way, way, way in the future. And this is just another little segment to the, their little battle. Well, Disney and, would love that because then they'll be able to make Lost the next yeah, generation and all. Yeah, well, it, it'd just be a nice serene picture of the island. It'd go black, and then you'll hear. So, like in, in Cloverfield, <laughs> like one of those kind of endings. With again, I don't want to spoil other stuff, but where it's yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah, could be. So this was just progression towards a final ending, way in the future. So you, that would where we see lost on the moon. That that definitely allows for the opportunity for for subsequent work, con- kind of continuing. But this could be an independent story. I see. I figure if they're going to do anything down the road, like a second edition, or, or if they try to create more material out of this, they'll go back to tell the story of the Black Rock crew. Or yeah, I think they'll go back for that. Well, I think we get a little bit of the Blackrock crew in this one anyway. I think you'll find that uh, Hanso was the captain of the Blackrock. Uh, Richard Alpert was the first mate of the Blackrock. I think you're right. I think we are going to see the Blackrock story, Richard Alpert's story, Hanso. Yeah. Hey, this is Paul Goble, host of the Paul Goble Show, and I, like you, am rethinking Lost. All right. Well, I guess that's probably about as good a spot as any to wrap up our predictions here. So, I'm knackered. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am too. So here's the deal. This is our final episode before season six begins. Uh, Elton is actually watching, obviously, a few days later than I will because he's in the UK. He's going to yeah. try to find some opportunities to watch earlier. If you have any resources that you want to send his way, definitely do. You can reach us at RethinkingLost at gmail.com with any tips or you can or on Twitter at Elton McManus or at SHC1970 yep. because we are looking to bridge that couple day gap. Our goal is to release a single episode prior to the US air date but after the UK air date. So last I heard it was kind of a Friday and a Tuesday. So, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. So look for us to release an episode somewhere around the Saturday or the Sunday and it'll be spoiler free as far as what's coming up next it'll be analysis of that past episode maybe older stuff some speculation we definitely hope you guys will stick with us it's been a lot of fun no this has been awesome doing this through the hiatus i hope everyone's enjoyed what we've been doing so far oh yeah we're flattered that you all listen and we again we thank ryan and jen from the transmission and the lost podcasting network because thousands of you are listening to us from there yeah we're going to release this. There's still going to be a few days before the show comes out. I know people are looking for spoiler-free material. 
I've said it before, I'll say it again. All 24 of our episodes are relatively independent. They're all spoiler-free. If you haven't listened to Top 50 Mysteries of Lost or go back and dig through the archives, you can get them through iTunes. They should all be available if you go to the Rethinking Lost feed or you can go to the Rethinking Lost site directly, rethinkinglost.podbean.com. Couldn't agree more. So we promise to keep everything spoiler-free. We're going to try real hard to keep ourselves unspoiled. We ask that you do the same. Be respectful of our listeners uh, and our readers on the site. Try to keep any spoilers out of that stuff. And if by some chance someone gets to us, we promise we'll keep the content unspoiled for you. Yeah, yeah, too right. But whatever's been on TV has been on TV, and that's all fair game. That's right. And again, guys, just please keep in mind with Elton... He's not necessarily seeing the episodes when they're on air in the U.S. And even I, a lot of times, my wife works till 9. We DVR the episodes. We'll watch it afterward. But if, if she's shot or I'm tired, sometimes we just wait a day. Um, yeah. We're not asking you to change your behavior. <laughs> we're just asking you to give us a chance to hide from the stuff we don't want to know. Yeah. It's up to us to dodge it as well, isn't it? So. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's not just us. I know a lot of people are, are feeling that way. Yeah. So this has been a lot of fun. We will be back throughout the uh, season six and maybe even a little bit after. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. And here's to season six. I'm raising my little glass right now, and hopefully it'll be a good one. It's going to suck. You know it's going to (laughs) be. All right, guys. Just remember, those were all just great guesses. I didn't – no one's spoiled. I just knew all that was going to happen, just (laughs) psychically. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, guys. See you later. Bye. When Lost first started, there were all of these mysteries, and we hoped it would end well. With one season left, we are starting to lose faith, but only time will tell. So we wrote this song for the creators of Lost to see That all these issues and plot points continue to be missing How can they solve them all? We'll have to see if they can Because we've all been waiting from the start to get answers Like what is the smoke monster? Answers What do the numbers mean? Was that giant bird and where did it come from? Did it really say hurry? What's the significance of pushing the hatch numbers every hundred and eight And why did the Dharma Initiative not automate that process? And how in the name of physics did the black rock crash on the island? The writers can't solve them all Like who built the lamppost station And why do they have to recreate the crash To get back there How Jack get Locke's letter back Answers What's in the guitar keys Answers Laws we hold will come to Look like smoke to everyone but to lock It's a white light How does it manifest itself into dead people And project video of people's past And why were they experimenting on polar bears in the first place And who built the giant world that controls time and space The writers will never solve them all Like where did Jacob come from? How's he have magical powers and cause things to happen outside of the island? Who's the guy that had Jacob killed? Answer. How'd he take over Locke's body? Lost. You're making it up as you go. Answer. Answer. If so many myth the castaways in the past, why don't they remember them? 
Imogen survived, how could he time travel when he was so far away from the island? So the only way that would be possible is if Jin jumped off the ship and landed unconscious in the water, then somehow managed to move downstream, following the precise bearing of either 325 or 305, depending if you go by the number Michael was given by Ben or Lepidus was given by Faraday and end up close enough to the island to time jump with everyone else all in a matter of seconds, which seems completely preposterous, but they probably hope nobody realizes that it makes no sense. And we'll likely never get an answer. There's far too many questions to fit into just one song. Listing every single thing will make this song far too long. So here's a few more to ponder on. So you can continue to realize that Lost has too many questions that they'll never answer. Why do Whitmore and Ben fight answers? Why do people get healed while others are allowed to Seven, Bob and Son and the rest ended up in the present. What is the other's origin? Why doesn't Richard Alpert get older? Why can 